Okay, Finstagram. Do you know what a Finsta is? I believe it's a friend Instagram. It's your side Instagram where you post whatever you want. I don't know if I know anyone that has a Finsta. Or I wonder if I'm part of someone's Finsta. I have a few friends that have some. You want one that's like just your friends are gonna see and just like a select few. All of my coworkers slash most of the office is not following me on Instagram and I feel like I need a, a safe space. So people don't know what I like on Instagram. I don't really post my Instagram anyways so I can creep around on that. Why is Andrew liking this photo of a frog or something? Hello, welcome to Why'd You Push That Button? A podcast where Ashley Carmen, hello, and Caitlin Tiffany, that's me, talk about all of the tiny decisions that technology forces us to make. Today we're talking about Finstagrams. Maybe you've heard of them. You probably have. Uh, Finstagram is a very good portmanteau of the words fake and Instagram. <laughs> Finsta. <laughs> Finsta. Uh, so it's like a secondary Instagram in addition to your main public Instagram, which is tied to your Facebook account. A.K.A. A. Rinsta. I don't care for that word. I'm going to be honest with you. If you guys didn't catch that, it's real Instagram. Anyway, you got your main Instagram tied to your Facebook profile. If you're an influencer, maybe it has millions of followers. Your Finsta is like tiny, separate one, private. Maybe has a weird username that is not possible for anyone to guess or search. And you only let a selected audience follow it. This is, at least according to the internet, a common phenomenon. Do you have a Finsta? I do not have a Finsta because I do not even have enough content to fill up one Instagram. I was actually having this conversation with my roommates last night. I was drunk, but I was getting really mad about... (laughs) God knows what. (laughs) Yes. Who knows? Anyway, uh, I was getting mad because I was like, I really don't like this age of Instagram where there's so many options. People have their main Insta, their Finsta, their Instagram stories. It allows people to distance themselves from, like, they're just like, yeah, I don't know if I believe enough in this photo to put it on my main public grid. Or like, I don't know if if this memory is important enough. This moment with this friend is like aesthetically pleasing enough. It makes me upset. It's like, just put it on the damn grid. Just put it on the grid. You're that loyal to the grid? Yeah, I mean, like, I like Instagram stories. I like need something to do while I'm peeing like everyone else. But like, it's just like, put it on the grid. What are you so afraid of? But we're going to find out. So the Finsta is the reaction to that kind of, where everything goes on the grid, from what I understand. Yeah. I think a Finsta is a, is a good alternative to just being like, haha, I'm too embarrassed to put this on my grid. And you're mm-hmm. like, I'll put it on my grid for people I know will appreciate it. Yeah, I don't have a Finsta either, but that's because my current Instagram account is private. Mm-hmm. And I won't get into... Caitlin has heard this struggle so many times. I don't, I don't even know this about... This is like in our top four conversation topics. <laughs> I don't know if I should make my Instagram public... <laughs> Okay, well. The problem is that I have my real name as my username. It's a valuable, valuable name. Well, you should offload into a Finsta. I'm scared, though, that I'll lose the username. We don't have to get into this. All I'm saying is I don't have a Finsta, and neither does Caitlin. So we talked to some people who do. Mm -hmm. Who knew? Caitlin, who'd you talk to? Well, I talked to my teenage sister, Kimmy. My real Insta has 1,100 followers, and my Finsta has 65. She is a freshman at Stony Brook University on Long Island. She's coming to visit me tomorrow. So far. We're going to go see 50 Shades, which I've already seen once. Anyway, she has a Finstagram. It's my favorite Instagram account. Kim, do you... Kim, this... No! No, Kim. No, Kim. It's delightful. Um, Why does she have a Finsta? Okay, so 
She made it during her first semester of college. My friend had one, and she told me it's fun to post funny stuff. So I was like, I'm pretty funny, so. Also to just split her personality, right? Some of that stuff's really embarrassing, and if people that I don't know really well saw it, they'd probably think I'm a freaking weirdo and never talk to me ever again. Her main Instagram is like, posed group photos, pretty selfies with like, thoughtful captions, like photos that will roll in the like. Her average photo gets like 250 likes, which just ruins me. And then her Instagram is for like weird stuff. It's for like ugly photos. It's for like funny photos. You can post whatever you want and whenever you want, nobody cares. There's like 20 videos of her on this hike that we went on in Puerto Rico doing like an Australian accent and like pretending to be a wilderness guide. So I found a beautiful creature in the wild. It's called a giant snail and just look at it. It's simply beautiful. I think he's hiding from it's us. It's so funny to me. I, I watch them all the time just to like laugh. Uh, oh man, I love them. I just post things that I think people will enjoy that usually embarrass myself. But I asked her if she lets my parents follow it and she was like... I followed dad on my Instagram and he never followed me back and I asked him why and he said not interested in that. But she would, he knows better. But she said she would rather that my parents were following her Finsta than her real account because her real account is like where she's trying to look hot. A lot of people post on Instagram drunk selfies and pictures of them drinking alcohol but that's not me. This is why I think Finsta's are a great idea because I love my sister. Her public account is great, but her Finsta is where I go to be like, this is what, like, you know, this is my little sis. This is what I miss about being at home, like goofing around with this doofus. There's a river ahead. Caitlin's about to jump it. Hopefully she makes it. Go, Caitlin, go! <laughs> it's good. It's good. I want to follow it. Do you think she'd approve me? I think she would approve you. We walked through like several of the photos on her Finsta, like one by one. And I asked like, why isn't this good for the main account? And she had reasons for each one. People will think I'm ugly because it's a weird photo of me. It wouldn't get enough likes because I look like a freaking man. It's deliberate curation of her public okay. persona. You got to do that when you go away to college for the first time. Yeah, and it's not just college kids who use Finstagrams. It can actually be minor celebrities and celebrities. They need Finstas too. So because of that, I talked to Paris Sanders, a model. I'm a model with Wilhelmina. Um, I just graduated from college. And so on her regular Instagram, she has tons and tons of followers. So when this started happening, when she basically became a model, she decided to start a Finsta. I think that when you have a certain number of followers, you don't want to share personal things anymore. And it's easier to share them with only a couple or several of your closest friends on a Finstagram. She was a philosophy major in political science so she posts like awkward pictures of like my boyfriend and I making faces or things that I'm cooking or weird memes that are a little inapplicable to the most general population. She noted like for example when she posts photos of her boyfriend on her real Instagram she loses followers. Whoa. Not necessarily because of that but she was annoyed by that because it's like you do alienate a lot of people really quickly the second you have a personal life the second you have an opinion. In her industry specifically where your Instagram is your portfolio is Essentially, like mm -hmm. you want a lot of followers because it looks good for brands, it looks good for you, it just makes it look like people care about you. So when she's losing followers, just because she's posting parts about her life, and followers are supposed to be like, yeah, we support you. Yeah. And then it's like, wait, you have a boyfriend? Unfollow. Yeah. Whatever. People are so gross. So it sounds like her 
fake Insta, her Finsta, is much more her than her real Insta. Yeah. There's many shades of authenticity that we have, and I think that unfortunately social media makes a lot of our lives less private than it used to be. I think that even amongst people like in entertainment, there's this huge pressure to share, as you said, like when you're having fun, share your whole life. She started talking about just the idea of compartmentalizing her identity, where Instagram forces you to hide parts of yourself. If I got a weird DM from some guy and it said something really terrible, I wanted to out him. Or if I wanted to share an article about something that I thought my friends would like or share anything kind of silly or a joke, I didn't feel like I had space to do that on Instagram. When you're to her level of influencer, because she can't be herself online. Like creepos follow her. She can be her true self. Right. Does she say, like, who she lets follow it? She did. It's just people she's interacting with in real life. Right now, it's like 80 people, which sounds really high. I actually think that that's way higher than I originally wanted. But people from, you know, school or friends or my boyfriend's friends, people that I interact with regularly, you know, in the flesh that I think I can have a good conversation with. I wouldn't want it to be too much bigger than that, though. I think that having over 100 on a Instagram seems to defeat the purpose a little bit. Something that can brought up that I forgot uh, that I wonder about in this situation. It's like, we asked her, like, if people find her Finsta, like, without her inviting them. And she said, yeah, because it shows up, like, when the Instagram will suggest accounts to follow, it will show up in people's suggested accounts just if they have enough, like, mutual friends or whatever. Yeah. Does that happen to Paris? When the people that I already have hung out with a lot, I'll follow them on my Finsta or they'll just find it somehow. I don't know how, but they'll find it. So if you know she has a Finsta, that's fine, but you can't see anything. Right. So it doesn't right, really right. matter. Right. Okay, okay. But the suggested thing is interesting because it's like Instagram is too good at the suggestions. Mm-hmm. So you have these Finstas that people, I would think, want to keep kind of secret. Right. Well, this is how Ashley Feinberg found James Comey's Twitter. She, like, went and followed all of his family members on Instagram so that it would, like, suggest James accounts. James Comey's the for- former FBI director. We gotta believe in our listeners that they know who James Comey is. I'm just, is, you know, we can't we can't assume knowledge. I just <laughs> want everyone to be on the same page so we all know. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's, it's a valuable tool for, like, digital sleuthing. Yeah, totally. And that stuff happens where I'll see a weird account suggestion that's like, Cheeto. I'm like, who's Cheeto? Like, I don't know. It's like a picture of a Cheeto. I'm like, who could this be? Yeah. You don't know. But it clearly Instagram knows something you don't know. Yeah. So right now, it kind of seems like there's there's kind of two main use cases. But like your sister's sort of the regular user. Paris is an influencer. But both seem to be suggesting that there's sides of them they have to hide from the public. Or yeah. like randos. I think they have similar intentions. And also both are spoke to the experience of being like a woman who has to think a lot about self-presentation. In and also protecting their ways. body. Yeah. And Kim also kind of said like lots of people her age use them just to like hide bad behavior from their parents. But that's not how she uses Lame. it. Lame. Actually, Paris <laughs> mentioned that too. And she's like, I don't use it for that at all. I mean, we got the good girls. Yeah, we did. Anyway, so to wrap things up, we're going to talk to an expert. Yes, we are. Taylor Lorenz. She's a reporter at the Daily Beast, really killing it out there. She's written about specific types of Finsta accounts. She has spoken to more teenagers, I think, about the Internet and the choices they make in regards to the Internet than any other living person. I think I'm willing to accept that as a fact. I'm willing to accept that as a fact. Yeah. Okay. so we're going to talk to other than like school counselors. Um. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be right back after this break. All right. 
right, so we're back. Caitlin and I are here with Taylor Lorenz, tech and culture reporter at The Daily Beast. Hi. Hey, guys. Okay, so today we're talking about Finstas, and you've written about this quite a bit. Some of you are reporting about it. I think you called it like a micro community, which is interesting to me because I think like Facebook, by way of Instagram being connected to Facebook, it's like your entire social graph or whatever, which is how they killed Snapchat stories, essentially, right? By just being like, there's so many more people on Instagram. (laughs) Um, So it's kind of like opting out of like the Facebook thing and like into a micro community, I guess. It's sort of about like creating this space I think you wrote like a really good thing about like people sort of moving into these private communities and like private internets almost um and I think like having a finsta is like having a place where like you can still be on the platform but use it in a different way and like express yourself in a different way and not be under like larger scrutiny or especially I mean it's really popular for young people too because it's like they you know they don't want their parents or teachers to necessarily like see everything they think and also it's just not efficient like the Instagram algorithm is like constantly changing and you're always missing your friends posts so if you have a finsta where it's like just you and your like 20 closest friends like you're not going to miss their posts and you can kind of I don't know connect better there Mm -hmm. it's weird because I think now like I mean so in the past two years there's all these other products like Snapchat included you're supposed to be like this more authentic version of yourself I think it's like each place you're like a different type of authentic version of yourself. Like I think mm-hmm. Snapchat, you go to chat and you post, like you post things on Snapchat that you wouldn't post in your Finsta. You post stuff on your Finsta that you wouldn't post in your main. I'm curious what you think about like, does Instagram like that people are doing this? Is this like in their best interest? I mean, it seems like sequestering yourself off into like a tiny version of Instagram is like maybe not great for like ads and stuff I don't know yeah I mean I don't know I'm always trying to get them to to answer like how they feel about this because it also generates like I mean most people are generating multiple user accounts so I think that that user number is slightly inflated by the fact that most people usually have multiple Instagram accounts these days Mm -hmm. Um, but in terms of like ads I'm not sure if anything it might be beneficial to them because it it is this like more targeted like you're almost targeting yourself okay yeah that might be like my inclination also you have like more feeds to advertise it maybe I do think that they have begun to recognize it more and like realize that people want different maybe methods of connecting on the app like they've you know they're about to launch the Instagram DM like revamp the messaging system and I wonder if people will use Finsta's less as they move to more like group messaging type situations on that yeah because I feel like that's sort of my substitute is I send I have group chats where I send like funny pictures or whatever mm-hmm. or even selfies or something of myself like yesterday I sent like a private DM of just like a story what could have been a story that on my Finsta instead I just sent it in DMs yeah. sort of like Snapchat yeah it's I yeah I think that that like scratches the itch kind of of mm-hmm. like what you want like that like thing where you want to share something with a group privately I mean the one benefit to the Finsta versus the group chat is that like it's not like everyone has to subscribe to everyone else's updates like you know group chat like you all are getting it mm-hmm. whereas like your Finsta it's like I have a friend from camp growing up like I have a couple friends in DC that follow it and like you know it's not like they're all in like a group chat is a much more like cohesive unit where like everyone has to buy in so I I don't I don't know the Finsta is sort of like this other special place. To me, it seems kind of like a blog or almost just like a newish version of Tumblr almost. Yeah. Like, because it's so small. And also, like, philosophically, like, Facebook is so invested in, like, true identities or whatever. Like, they don't like, like, Facebook as a company is, like, anti-anonymity. It seems strange to me that they would be, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess Instagram's, like, kind of separate, but it's just, like, weird to me that it's, like, existing under that 
umbrella of like the biggest anti-anonymous corporation in the world. It's funny because I think that that's like a hindrance to them. Like I do think that like in order for a platform to grow and thrive, you need to like let people express different areas of their identity and stuff like this and not have it tied to this like real life persona where like everything has to be under this umbrella of like your real life persona. Um, So I think it's like, Instagram's a more evolved platform, and I think in the way that it thinks about, like, identity, maybe, or, like, the way that it allows people to express identity. You wrote this piece about niche memes, which I think is, like, the coolest use case of Finsta. I mean, it counts as a use case of Finsta, yeah. I think. Yeah. So niche memes are basically—it's honestly, it's, like, you have to—I suggest looking, like— Go on Instagram, search for the hashtag niche meme, and, like, you're just – the aesthetic of these memes is, like, so hard to kind of even describe. But basically, <laughs> they're these, like, accounts that people will create, um, and you'll, so you'll create, like, a separate niche meme account, like you would create a Finsta or something. And it's it's like an online diary. Um, a lot of the memes themselves look like a variation on the starter pack memes, if you're familiar with that. And basically, it's, like – what I ate at school today and it will be like this like bright yellow background with like <laughs> a bag of Twix and like and like literally what that person ate at school and then, <laughs> and then the caption will be like Spanish class sucked or whatever and it, it's this like it's like a diary it's like a live journal type of thing almost but more visual they're like a finsta in the sense that it's like this extremely hyper personal outlet where you post about your life and your thoughts and stuff you actually like you asked a lot of teens why they love niche memes yeah right so yeah so the whole thing with niche memes is like unlike finsta where you are following like your it's like this close group of friends it finsta is almost like you don't follow anybody that you would know and you sort of you're basically Basically going on there to meet or like develop this like very hyper specific community. So each meme that you make, like what I ate for school, or like I'm trying to think of other examples, like what happened at my friend's slumber party last night, and they'll be like popcorn, like this, this, or like <laughs> a girl fell down the stairs, or whatever. <laughs> like the the point is to make the meme so hyper specific that almost nobody would relate to it. And then when somebody does relate to it, you have this like intense connection with them because they like relate to this like hyper specific thing that happened to you or like experience that you're going through. And so you end up developing like sort of a community around that. I think it's like a way to, I hate the word like hack or whatever, but I think it's like a way to like find like a community. It's really hard to just like find people on Instagram that are like you. Like, I mean, you can search for people who like similar things than you or whatever, but like these kids, especially like middle schoolers, it's like such an awkward time and it's, you know, you feel like you don't fit in at all. And nobody's experiencing exactly what you experience. And so when you make this like super, super, super hyper-specific account and then you find that it resonates with with people, like it makes you feel, I guess, like not alone and have friends. So I thought with Finsta is the point is sort of not to be discovered. I think Finsta is in general, it's not to be discovered by the larger world. I mean, like your parents, teachers, whatever, or like you're just more, you know, friendships that are not as close but your close friends will know about your finsta right right? whereas niche memes like most girls i talk to like their even their closest friends don't really follow their niche memes necessarily it's like this very personal thing that is just made for you and you're friends with other niche memers but you're not really it's like and a lot how of kids, do they, how do they find each other? Is it through a hashtag? It's through hashtags and also just through like searching. Like it's like I mean they generally are friends with like some of their close friends, like a cup, but like it's a it's 
it's a much tighter circle, I think, than a Finsta even. But yeah, a lot of it's through the hashtags. A lot of it's through searching similar accounts or like stuff will come up on the explore page. So it's almost all driven through the explore page, like in terms of discovery of new accounts. Mm. And it's like, you know, if you like, like I, when I was writing that article, like was like liking a lot of niche memes and it's just like, ate my explore page. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how nitty gritty we want to get with like design stuff, but I know like you were kind of bringing up like maybe the archive feature. I feel like archive for me was a huge, because I have, well, private, but I've considered going public. Um, The archive feature for me when it came out was like a really big deal. Yeah. And I'm wondering, we can only speculate, obviously, Instagram's not here. They didn't respond Sorry about to my Insta. emails. <laughs> uh, so we're going to speculate here. But do you feel like the archive could be a reaction to Finsta's? I don't, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that at the end of the day, and I'm speaking for people that have public accounts, I think if you have a private account, it's a little, it's like it's like a medium ground. Right. It's like, it's not quite Finsta, but it's not quite, uh, I guess, public. But um, I don't know. I still think the archive is like about, I mean, it's a game changer in the sense that like you can remove portions of your life that you, and you don't have to delete them or you can remove things that you don't want the broader public to see. But the, the point is like you're still, I feel like it's more who you're curating for. And if you have a public feed, like you're curating for a specific audience, which is the public versus curating like for a smaller audience. So like the archive, I don't know. Like, do you mean viewing your archive for I as guess a separate? I mean it in the sense of like, you can just take things away. Yeah. Like, and that's just to me is such a game changer in, yeah. in all ways. Like, I, th- I feel like even, I mean, Finstas, it sounds like you kind of just let things lie. Yes. It's sort of like, well, we're not looking back on that. But I don't know, maybe people delete from their Finstas. I think I, people delete from their Finstas all the time because they post so frequently and they'll just like go back and delete sometimes. And it's more fluid, I think, than like your main thing where it's like, you know, your main Instagram account, like you take a little bit of time, you probably cropped it, you probably maybe like put a little effort into it. Like Finstas, just like you're spamming stuff out. I do think like in terms of like identity creation, it's it's really- well, yeah, like, that's the thing. Is it's like recognizing that we change as people. Yes. And I kept everything in Instagram, like all the photos I really wanted to keep. Yeah. But now I don't have to go through. Did you archive them. a lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I went because I'm also kind of thinking about public. Yeah. So I'm like, OK, I'd have to get rid of some stuff. But all the dicey. <laughs> I mean, nothing like crazy, but that we could talk about this. In the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you feel like there are any other specific product decisions that Instagram has made to you that seem like? They were created for to acknowledge Finstas or help in their creation. I think. Or, I mean, I think it's interesting to watch how people are u- using Instagram stories on their Finstas because it's this like extra level. It's like first of all, Instagram stories is supposed to be more like quote unquote real in, in the moment already, and so to have that on your main feed is obviously one thing. But then to have it on your Finsta, I see a lot of people like using it as like almost a public chat. Like people will link to their Sarah, Sarah, ha ha. How do you say that thing? That app? Oh, uh, stupid. It's like. Compliments app or whatever. The Sarah, what is it? Sarah. The question. It's app. a question app. Question it's an anonymous Sarah. question uh-huh. app. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sarah. Uh-huh. Whatever. Anyway. Question app. People apps. like, yeah, and, and polls and stuff like that. Like, I feel like it's like, where, like the Instagram stories is like where you'd go to like engage with your Finsta followers in a more like direct way, I guess. So, and people have been posting so many more text updates. Like, I feel like it's like this like mini kind of like feed of, I guess, real time chatting with each other, but like asynchronous because you're like watching someone's stuff. You take a poll, you respond to their story with your story. I don't know. So I, I guess it's just kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see like as Instagram DM develops, like mm-hmm. how, what impact that will have on Finstas and also what impact that will have on on Instagram stories and how it'll change the way people use it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 
I wonder if Instagram wants to kill the Finsta. I can't imagine that they do because it's so valuable. And it's you're you're so much more engaged in that account than you are in your other account. You know, what they want is you to like be putting all your true self like on the internet. And I feel like this is, they. I don't know. I don't think they would want to kill it because it's like a hyper-engaged, very specific account where you're probably posting more frequently than your regular account. It also seems rare to have any real luck like trying to dictate like how people are using a platform on a massive scale. Yeah. Like, right, like you just like, that doesn't work. You can't like tell, like, yeah. well, at least now you can also switch multiple it. accounts. Like that makes that it was, easier That was too. like the ultimate, yeah. That's why I think that people have started doing more of like the interest-based accounts where it's like now you can have a bunch of different ones or like, you know, if you like skateboarding, you can make a skateboarding specific one where you can just go to people, you know, connect. Yeah. I talked to one guy actually for the story. He didn't make it into my story, but he was really into spiders and he would like document all these spiders on this Instagram account, which is like the most terrifying account you've ever seen. But he found all these other, you know, it's like found other people in this like, I guess, bug community or whatever. And those are things that you can't do on a main account. I I wonder if Instagram will develop that into a a more separate product. Like, you know Mm -hmm. how you can follow hashtags now? Like, I wonder if there's going to be some sort of separate way to link all of that back up to your main, like more interest-based feeds or something. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that they don't have something like that. Yeah, I feel like the feed is, we're really confined. Yeah. One thing I'm curious about if you, if this came up in your interviews is our other two interviews, like one of them is like a model who has a Instagram Mm -hmm. and then one of them's like my teen sister who's like a (laughs) freshman at Stony Brook um, who has a Instagram. I guess like to me, it makes sense that women would be more interested in this idea or like just that's just a hypothesis based on no information but like it's such a thing that like the perfect Instagram aesthetic like looking beautiful looking put together whatever that's like such a thing that's expected of women on Instagram yeah um to have like a Instagram where you're like maybe a little gross like my sister's Instagram is gross it's like (laughs) like fart jokes and stuff (laughs) like her main Instagram she's like gorgeous or whatever like red lipstick Drake lyric yeah and then her Instagram she's like doing like a fake Australian accent like talking about yeah (laughs) or whatever like I don't know like that like that dichotomy like that way of compartmentalizing and like yeah fulfilling your societal obligation and also like being yourself is like very interesting to me I totally agree my finsta it's so funny I went so I don't let my boyfriend follow my Finsta, and I feel, I like should. Wait, like, really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. We haven't been together that long, and I have so many bad pictures of myself, and I, <laughs> I kind of like. Whoa. I don't know that I want to like break the veil, and, like make it like. I don't know. It's such a. It's such it's a. Like pers- I can do that with my. Face. That's gonna it's, be a huge milestone. I, <laughs> when you're like. <laughs> I Here feel like go. it's, I don't know, it's not It's not so much like bad pictures of myself. I honestly feel like it's such a inner part of myself or like it's this like you're exposed in the sense that like you have no filter there and mm-hmm. it's like. I get that. You know. Yeah, I get it. You don't, I don't know that you want everyone to have that. Don't try to follow my Finsta, which you I don't know. I'm like, could I find it? You, so I don't think you'll be able to find it. It's so unlinked to anything else I have. And wow. it's like a weird name. Yeah, because you know when you sign up on Instagram, like sometimes you'll it'll be linked to your phone number. So mm-hmm. it will be like, so-and-so joined Insta under blah, blah, blah. I like made a separate email account. I went through Oh, steps. wow. You really. Yeah. So I was going to say, I, what about like the um, recommendations page? Like what if I followed all of your friends who follow your Finsta just coincidentally? Yeah. And then 
followed you or public. Yeah. And then Instagram's algorithm is so good. What if it recommended your friend stuff? I might be busted. <laughs> Could happen. <laughs> you can't hide. Yeah, you can't hide the algorithms. Okay, what did we learn? How do we feel? I feel great. Taylor was awesome. What a great interview. So interesting and thoughtful. What a... What a... Warm and comforting presence. Yes, truly. I learned that social media, I feel like, started out really authentic. Like, we talked a little bit about Tumblr with her, and I remember when I had a Tumblr. I met people through Tumblr, which is mm-hmm. crazy to think about now. Like, I don't know how I would meet friends off the internet now. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There was an era where, like, people just sincerely wrote on Facebook, like, this is what I ate for lunch. Yeah. Or whatever. And, like, people made fun of it, but it was still, like, what you used it for. It was, it was, still, it was like, you. Truthful. Like, you were not hiding anything. Yeah. Now everything is so thought through, and we're reacting to that as a culture. Yeah. I think, like, the idea of a social media platform, the way those things are designed, it's, like, with the assumption that everyone wants their content to be reaching the widest audience possible, which, like, maybe is true for certain things, but people, I think— increasingly are figuring out ways to get around that and be like no I want my social media to be for like this type of audience or like this type of audience and I don't need 20,000 people to see this photo Um, and perhaps it's like less meaningful to me if 20,000 people are seeing it yeah like I think social networks have a are really valuable at least from their origin which is like connecting with people you know or want to know, I guess, but know in real life, staying in touch, which is like great. And it seems like people do want that. Mm-hmm. But as is the typical storyline, brands have ruined everything. <laughs> but people, you know, I think but we also, also pay people. So congrats. <laughs> yeah. we, you've also pointed out that like some like Instagram has made some design choices that seem like they're aware of Instagrams. Like they're making it easier to switch between accounts. Yeah. They're making it easier to like archive photos that you like you're like I don't want to lose this but I don't want it on my public feed totally. anymore and stories I think are also kind of a finster reaction we can only assume here but I do feel like they're a reaction to like oh this isn't good enough for the permanent grid but I still want to show a little bit of my personality so yeah let it last for 24 hours I think that's like the most charitable interpretation of why Instagram made inst- made stories I know. in the end they just like, were like we're gonna kill Snapchat yeah. <laughs> They had to copy Snapchat because Snapchat was the one that pioneered this format that was the ephemeral. Yeah. Which they were reacting to Instagram existing as a permanent grid. Well, my sister. So it's a circle. My sister was talking about how she has like dumb friends who like vape and stuff on their Finstas. That's what teens were using Snapchat stories for. Yeah. Right? Like, so it's just been like Snapchat story moved to Instagram story moved to Finsta. Yeah, exactly. We need to figure out our Finsta game. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that I care so little about self-presentation in the first place that I think my real Insta, like, might as well be a Finsta. Okay. Well, we got this one in the bag. Another mystery solved. Oh, man. The mystery crew. Great. Okay, cool. All right. So... Spam us at buttonattheverge.com. It's our email. We love emails. We will try to respond to you. We cannot guarantee a response. Don't We're not us. robots. Don't spam us. Just but forward us-, us all your Dunkin' Donuts coupons. <laughs> so email us at buttonattheverge.com. If you have story ideas or you want to share a personal experience with us, you can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at Ashley R. Carmen. I'm at, I thought you were going to say it for me. Oh, and Caitlin's <laughs> at K-A-I-T underscore Tiffany. Oh. You know what's so cute? Chris memorized your Instagram handle and your or your Twitter handle, because he's heard the podcast so many times. I was like, talking about he's like, K-A-I-T underscore Tiffany. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> your boyfriend is my fa- favorite fan of the podcast. Anyway, 
be like Chris. Memorize their Twitter handles. All right, bye.